I am Brenda Palmer, and this is season four of Life in Perspective. Today, I just wanted to have an honest conversation with you and share um, some things that I feel like God's been challenging me on. I feel like this is just a journey we've kind of been going on. Um, I think it's really easy to get to this place where you feel like uh, you've reached Christian. Like, it's like if, if being a Christian was like the ultimate thing, it's like, oh, I, I pray every day, I have a good relationship, I'm following all the rules, you know, like I'm sin, I'm not having sex, I'm not smoking weed, I'm not, like whatever it is that we put like we create this list out of that says we've made it in the kingdom. Like it doesn't really exist, but I think sometimes we can adopt a posture of thinking that we made it. And I've just been on this. I actually not been on. I try to remain in a place that says, Lord, search my heart (laughs) and anything that is not like you, like remove it. And also asking God to create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. And the thing is, when you start praying those prayers, the Lord really be answering, <laughs> even in ways that are extremely unexpected. And um, I was back home uh, a couple of weeks ago and I went to church with my mom. And had I known what I would experience at church, I probably would have chosen to stay at home. <laughs> and so I'm listening to um, this pastor. She's preaching and she starts to share about how she doesn't normally watch TV. And she says this particular night she was just got done ministering and she just wanted a chance to decompress. And so she starts watching the show on TV that had a lot of killing in it. And she goes, OK, so she finishes the show out. She goes to sleep when she wakes up for prayer In the morning, in her prayer time, she says that God says this to her. He says, you need to break the covenant with murder. And she was like, huh? She was like, I ain't murder nobody. I ain't tell nobody to murder nobody. Like, make it make sense. And she says, Holy Spirit reveals to her, you made covenant with your eyes. And I ain't even going to hold you. I was like, hey, shorty, chill out with all of that. Because you know how, like, you hear something and it just convicts you? And I think, like, something I – here's here's what I think before I jump into this conversation. I believe that our convictions are subjective to our callings. And what I mean by that is certain things that convict me might not necessarily convict you because we are not called to the same thing. Now, that is one thing. But then there are some convictions – That should be subjective to the standard of living as it relates to being a believer. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you are having sex and you are not married, you should be convicted by that. Because according to the standard of living as it relates to being a believer, that's a sin. We we should be aligned on that. (laughs) But maybe like you can still trying to find a thing that you can do that maybe I can't do maybe maybe you can maybe you can drink maybe you feel like hey this doesn't convict me and maybe somebody else may feel like Mm-mm, I can't drink our convictions are subjective to our callings but not as it relates to the standard of living and so I wanted to use that to lay the foundation because I may share something with you and you may feel like Brenda you being real deep well these are my convictions that are subjective to my calling but I also feel compelled to share them with you and so 
back to the story. So she started saying this, right? And so then I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Then she uses the the scripture from Job where he says like he wouldn't commit adultery even with his eyes. And so she basically solidified the foundation that we can make covenants with our eyes based off what we watch. And so I felt really convicted. And part of the reason I feel convicted is because I feel like the Lord has been on me about watching TV. <laughs> like, and ever since that moment, I haven't really been able to enjoy it. <laughs> like, there are some things I can watch. I feel like he gives me a, an okay to watch. But for the most part, if you know anything about me, TV used to really consume my life. And so I feel like I've been in a season where I'm recognizing that what I'm feeding myself, because when I'm watching TV for hours and hours and hours, I'm feeding myself something. That's the reality of it. It's doctrine, it's spirits, it's all the things that exist in the creating process of it. Like I'm feeding myself that. And eventually I will experience or live in the fruit of what I've been feeding myself. For instance, if you meditate on the word day and night, which is what the Bible tells us to do, you'll find yourself having the word be your response to life. Just off. Do people still say off GP? I feel like I just dated myself. What the heck? Off GP? What is happening right now? Okay. But like off the strength of the fact that that's what you've been feeding yourself over and over again, it's just going to flow out. For instance, I have friends. If they hang around me all the time, I always got these random catchphrases that I can't get rid of. And before you know it, they're saying it too. The Bible says, um, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed, time, and harvest. We think that only applies to our money. Because that's usually when you hear that scripture. But that is a kingdom principle. It's not just money. It's whatever you sow, you will reap a harvest of the thing that you're sowing. And so I'm sharing all of this to say that what you plant in your heart, you will experience the fruit of it. I'll prove it to you with something from my life. So I was uh, walking through a season of depression. I was trying to get out of the depression. And I'm like a person who really, really loves music. And when I just want to vibe out, I would play music. Well, I probably should play worship music if I'm trying to get out of the depression. But, you know, I didn't know no better. So I really love this particular artist. I ain't going to say their name. And I would find myself like overcoming the the like spouts of depression and I would be good. And then I would play this music just because I really love, I mean, like the person can sing. And I just, I felt like they were like articulating how I was feeling in my heart and stuff. And then I would be like two weeks down and depressed. And finally, I was able to trace back what I was experiencing to the music I was listening to I kept feeding myself that and I'm only sharing this to say that our hearts are seed it's like soil it's literally like a place where things are planted so what I feed myself I will experience it that's connections like friend groups let's talk about friends what about your friends are you gonna be okay so like what about your friends they matter too because they carry seeds that will either produce a harvest of the life you want to live or the life you used to live 
And I found myself having to intentionally separate from people who journey through life the way I used to. Because what they do is plant seeds on what you missing out on, how you ain't cool no more, you ain't fun to be around. Well, that just means we can't be around each other. Because I'm this, I'm on a new level. I don't know why this. I've become a jukebox. I don't know what is going on right now. But that's really how it is. And we, we have to be very careful because sometimes um, a history with a person will keep you connected to them when the season for that is up. And so you have to be super intentional because just the same way I can have a covenant relationship with someone that God brought into my life. Satan does the same thing. He literally will send somebody to your life, a sign to take you off course to ensure that you never live out the destiny that you were purposed for. And so you have to be extremely careful. What you are connected to, you will live out. And I found myself in this place, like even in my big age, like even in my maturity in Christ, I felt like I went through a season where I started attracting friends that spoke to the old Brenda. And now to go, And then I found myself desiring the things that used to satisfy the old Brenda. And then I went, hold up, hold up. That is not even me anymore. But it was because I had created an environment that called up things that God has already put to rest. And so you have to be extremely intentional. Like, like I know there were like times in life where we could play. But this ain't one of them times like Satan is on his last straw and he going to try to do everything to ensure that you don't walk a straight path. You know, there's a scripture in Matthew that says narrow is the way I feel like it's it's getting really narrow where where we used to be able to kind of play in the gray. No, it's black and white. And you got to make decisions and create a an environment that supports the decisions that you're making. Um, the The other thing is so. It's very interesting because in this journey of God, like unraveling this thing of seeds, he also showed me the importance or the weight of truth. And that is that has been. Oh, that's been a journey because because we I have seen some people share some truth that didn't just necessarily go the right way. (laughs) And I think subconsciously it puts us in this space where we don't honor moments where God gives us the open door to share truth. And so I remember not too long ago, I went to dinner with my friends and I just, I just be trying to show up in spaces like a normal person. Like I don't be wanting to be the preacher at the table when we all at dinner. Like I just want to be Brenda. Like, okay. Um, but here's what God's showing me that like your calling is not only your calling in the context of a platform, like who God called you to be is who you are in every space. And so I'm just like having a random conversation with my friends. And then I end up sharing to them the whole thing about the covenant with the eyes. And then somehow we ended up talking about Beyonce in the Beyonce concert. And you know, if you a believer, you already know this is like hot topic at the table. Like everybody want to know, like, did you go to the show? Did you go to the tour? Why you didn't go to the tour? Oh, there's portals at the tour and say like, what's going to happen? That's I went to the concert. Nothing happened to me. All right, it's that one of those things like the whole conviction subjective to your calling thing. Like you got to do what you feel like God tell you to do. Um, but recently, because that's such like a nuanced conversation in culture, and in not just in culture, I think in in your own community it is as well. Um, but I I did come alive in at in Atlanta back in March, 
And I remember sharing my journey with the whole like purchasing tickets to go to Beyonce. And I was really nervous about it. I didn't I didn't want to share it. I felt like it was something that God convicted me about and it needed to be between me and the Lord. And I remember him telling me to share it with the room. And so I just expressed to them like, hey, y'all, you know, like when COVID happened, the thing I was the most upset about was that. You know, the world was going to end and I had never saw Beyonce in concert. <laughs> like, because I'm, I was a Beyonce fan. Like, I, I am grieving this season of dying to my flesh and what I desire. And that's just like the honest to God truth. And so I'm, I'm in the checkout line on my phone about to buy these good tickets. And Holy Spirit says no. And I said, <clears throat> Like, no, you want me to buy it tomorrow? Or <laughs> he says, no, no, can't go. And I was like, hmm? <laughs> you sure? Like, we survived a pandemic. We waited for this. <laughs> and he just says, no. He says, and then he just says, very ritualistic. And I was like, hmm. And then he starts giving me, like, all of these visuals. And so I was like, okay, I didn't need the visuals. I got it. And before, like, this is now this is back in March. I literally saw how the arenas were going to be like set up. It was really weird. And so I was like, OK, got it. Cool. And so I shared it with like a couple of friends and my friends just went, dang, I never really thought about it. And then like a couple weeks after that, then it like goes viral that someone's preaching. And while she's preaching, she's saying, like, if you call yourself a believer, you shouldn't be in those rooms. And then somebody else comes out and gives a teaching on like what God said. And so there's like all of this like noise and things that are being shared around this. But one of the things that stood out was someone mentioned about portals and like this would be an environment that consisted of portals. And the more I kept like sitting with God about that, I started to get like visuals of the effects of that. And that's really what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about all the things that people are talking about. I want to talk about if there are portals in a place that the the effects of that is that when you step into a place willingly where portals exist, that you are now giving permission for demonic activity in your life. And I will say this, like, we we are not, like, we are spiritual beings. Like, in the same way that if you attend church and you can go, you can go in a church and you can worship and you can experience the presence of God. And from that moment, that experience comes like that experience. You live it out through the rest of your week. Why couldn't you go in a place that was built for darkness and not experience the effects of that after you leave that environment? And so what I'm ex what I've been hearing is like, oh, I I went and nothing happened. We always talk about generational curses, right? We like, we are breaking generational curses. Has anybody ever sat and thought about how we got the generational curses? Has anybody sat and unraveled the fact that we have generational curses to break because somebody in our generation made a decision that we now have to live the fruit of? Because as long as the earth remains, there will be seed, time and harvest and did you ever consider that the decisions you make today could potentially be generational curses for your great 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 grandchildren 
And so I just want you to be mindful, not just for the Beyonce concert, any place that has not been intentionally created to house the presence of the Lord has the danger of planting a seed that is not of God. And so that's music. That's what you watch. That's where you go. Like in this season, you have to be so careful because when you enter into a space that was that that is an altar to darkness or altar to Satan, you you give it permission to enter your life because the reality is we have authority over rulers of darkness, over principalities, Because Jesus already defeated them. But the moment I come into agreement with it, I give that thing authority over my life. It's the same conversation we have about anxiety and depression. It's the same thing with demonic activity. I then open myself up to be a vessel to be used to build the kingdom of darkness. And I don't want that for you and you don't want that for you. And so here's the thing. I know you're probably like, Brenda, what the heck are we talking about? I just want you to... This is the same thing I did when I heard about the whole covenant with the eyes thing. Because that threw me for a loop, okay? I want you to assess your life. What's your dream life like? What Are you, like, experiencing things that are completely out of the, out of the ordinary and they feel very spiritual, but they have a darkness to them? That could be your dreams. That could be, like, having visions while you while you are wide awake it could be migraine headaches it could be uh um issues financially that just came out of like the blue it could be like random things that are happening I want you to start tracing what you did and where the door is because those things do not have access to you unless you granted it and so I'm saying all of this to say, like, if I had to give this a title, it would be guards up. We got to put our guards up in this season. We got to guard our ear gates. We got to guard our eye gates. We got to guard our surroundings, our environment, our connections. We have to guard all of those things because if we don't, we give the enemy leeway. We give him access to wreak havoc in our lives when we're supposed to be more than conquerors <laughs> you know what I'm saying like and so I'm saying this to say like don't just look at it as like oh I'm just watching this no you're sowing seeds into your life like oh I'm just listening to this and I pray that after you hear this that God and the Holy Spirit will start to convict you that when you watch things that that you shouldn't be watching or you engage things that you are not able to enjoy it I pray it disrupts your spirit <laughs> that you would that you would recognize like I probably shouldn't be doing this. I, I There's probably something in this and you journey in it with Jesus. That's been the most amazing thing It's like I hear things and I go like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do like, God, what are you saying? You want me to let this go? You want me to do I need to lay this down? You know, and remember, we talked about this before. Whatever you cannot lay down easily, you serve it. So then that means that thing has become your God. And so I just I just want you to be aware. And I talked to you earlier about the weight of truth. And I recognize that in March, I shared that my experience with what God told me. And maybe two weeks ago, my friend had the opportunity to attend the concert. And he said, man, he said, based off what you shared with me, I couldn't go. And I literally got in my car 
and went and sat with him because where he was, everybody was going. And I knew he couldn't sit in that moment by himself. And I went and I sat with him. We got to talk. We got to eat. And he said, man, thank you, sis. I needed to know I wasn't alone. And I'm saying the same thing to you. There are some stands that you're going to have to take for Jesus. And it's going to make you feel like you're alone, but it's it's not true. We're all taking this step towards Jesus. And it really means denying our flesh. And it says, hey, God, I really love this thing, but I love you more. And so I want to pray with you. And I want to pray a couple of things. I want to pray that wherever there are doors that have been opened in your life that you didn't know about. I just want to pray a prayer that denounces those things that sends those like just back to the pit of darkness that where you've been tormented, that the Holy spirit would enter you enter that space and would interrupt any um, agenda of Satan because we have authority over it. And all you have to do is denounce it and it has to leave because you have the authority. And so I want to pray that the next thing is I want to pray that God would continue just as he's doing with me, identifying areas in his, in my life where I've allowed where I've opened doors, areas where I've been engaging in activity that has now produced a fruit in my life that is contrary to who God is. Cool. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you. Um, man, I thank you for every person watching this. God, you know exactly where each of them are on their journey. And so God, in this moment, I pray for your your sons and your daughters, God, who have unknowingly made covenants with darkness, God, whether it was environments they were in, whether it was conversations, whether it was activities or certain engagements, God, I pray right now that we would sever the tie with that covenant in Jesus name, God, your blood covered it, God. And so we thank you that in this moment where the spirit of the Lord is, God, there is liberty and there is freedom. And so we speak to every tormenting demon we speak to every demon that would um even like one that is speaking suicidal thoughts and uh um evoking depression and uh the spirit of heaviness and anxiety god that is rooted in demonic activity and demonic access god we curse it and we send it back to the pit of hell in jesus name god freedom is the portion of your sons and daughters and god i pray for people who have entered into spaces god and they just didn't know any better god i pray that your grace would cover them god and in this moment as they choose to open their mouths and denounce anything that is not like you god that you you would sever the covenants, you would sever the ties and that there would be a, and we pray peace over them. We pray joy, God. We pray every fruit of the spirit be the portion of their lives, God, that it would counter anything that Satan has. God, Satan is defeated and he and, and, and by your stripes, they are even healed of even mental illnesses, God, that are the effects of uh, demonic access. And so, God, I pray right now uh, the scripture that says, search me, O Lord, and re- and find anything in my heart that offends you. God, we pray that as our heart posture today, that you would search our hearts and anything that is in it, God, that offends you, God, that you would remove it, that you would uproot it and that you would plant seeds that are aligned with who you created us to be. God, I thank you for your sons and daughter. I thank you for this um, invitation to grow deeper in our relationship with you, God, and choose to love you above all else, God. We choose to love you with our heart, our soul, and our mind and live a life that is aligned with that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey guys, 
I want you to like this video, share it, drop a comment, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel because you don't want to miss a thing. We'll be back every single week for life in perspective. Hey, I love you.